Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk a little bit about what uh, is, you know, our future here in Ontario. Because we could be rich again. But it is a headline I read that came with a whole lot of butts, and it's not going to be a very pleasant journey. And we hear from Doug Ford all the time that under his watch, Ontario will be back in business. But of course, that was before tariffs were put into place and NAFTA really started to crumble in the last couple of days. And of course, there's all that massive public debt that needs to be cleaned up. So you can celebrate the win, but it is going to be short-lived. Because once Doug Ford is actually sworn in, the rubber meets the road. And the only way he can deliver on these big promises of fixing things like health care and giving big tax cuts, he's got to grow the economy. And in today's climate of Trump everything, eh, that's a big feat. Enormous. So I turn to the man who is literally the king of all things economics in Canada, Dr. Jack Mitz. He's the president over uh, fellows of the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. And he wrote a fabulous uh, article on this. He joins me now. Uh, Dr. Mintz, you've written a, a really terrific article in the Financial Post, um, and, and you talk about this pathway to riches for Ontario. What would the one thing that you think Premier Ford uh, should do right from the start to kickstart the, the economic growth in the province? Well, actually, I, I concluded the, my article with the idea of maybe he should create a, a, a growth commission that would um, put together a set of proposals that would... Uh, would allow for growth in the, in the province. I mean, I laid out a whole bunch of ideas, uh, but, you know, that's one person laying out his ideas. And mm-hmm. In fact, some of them may not be quite consistent with some of the positions that were taken in the election. No, you- but I, I, I do think, though, that uh, there's a number of things that can be done, but I, I think the most urgent thing is to really focus on growth. You know, he he said during the campaign, Mr. Ford, that he would not fire any frontline workers. In fact, he reiterated again uh, this morning when he was talked about, you know, what he would do as far as orders of business. Can that be done? Can he reduce well, you know, all the waste and, and not fire anybody? Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, people who haven't gone through this experience will automatically say, oh, yeah, you're going to end up firing workers. Now, uh you know, maybe I've been uh, affected by what I've seen in Calgary and the oil patch, but uh, there have been some companies that hardly fired any workers at all. In fact, one of them, Perry Oil, didn't and uh, and cut costs 30%. And, and, and it was amazing, actually, how you can cut costs by improving the way that you do things uh, in terms of efficiency and how you can, you know, engineering changes that were made in the oil and gas sector that, you know, that uh, reduce costs. Uh, in fact, thousands of ideas were developed, you know, about how, how you know, to how how to really uh, reduce your costs. And I know procurement practices of governments are, are are terrible sometimes. And in fact, we saw that with the liberal feed-in tariffs for for energy and the sole source contracts that were given out for solar and wind. Those were very expensive. Yeah. They added on a lot of costs. Now that went on to the ratepayers, not the taxpayers necessarily, but still. Uh, you know, it, it causes prices to go up, and then the government really have to give money to the low-income people to offset those energy costs, et cetera. So, you know, you know, we, I think there there is a lot that could be done. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the right number is. Uh, you know, the Drummond report several years ago identified a number of things uh, that could be done. Would you actually, let me stop you at the Don Drummond report. Would you actually say, would would it be a good idea for Ford to say, you know what, we're going to take that report and put it in now? Or has Ontario gotten so bad beyond what it was that that's now outdated? Well, uh, it it may be a little outdated now because there are some things, uh, in fact, Liberals didn't get some of the credit that they did deserve on, uh, for example, some of the cost reductions we did in healthcare. Uh, For example, they, they changed the generic drug uh, pricing policy that saved a lot of costs. And they also introduced uh, more kind of like quasi-competition in the healthcare system by allowing clinics to do things and you didn't have to rely on hospitals as much mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, these are all examples of where you can you can really cut costs uh, uh, just by reorganizing things and doing things better. And uh, and that's really the point. And, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, but I think people give up too quickly and saying, oh, we've got to fire workers. And that's not necessarily true. Right. I mean, he's been mocked, uh, you know, over this word efficiencies that he liked to use. Um, but, you know, when when you talk about healthcare, you suggest, you know, get rid of programs that we don't need. Um, a- a- instead of going after, you know, the execs and the pencil, pencil pushers, you actually suggest talk to the civil servants, find out what's going right and wrong, and then, you know, cut or, or reduce the waste from there. Yeah, no, and, and that's exactly what some, you know, what I've seen companies do in the past. You know, when they feel, you know, when they, you know, face, you know, really dire circumstances and they, you know, you can actually do, you know, it's amazing how workers themselves can, can come up with all sorts of ideas, some of them good, some of them bad, but, but certainly, uh, you know, they, they can come up with a lot of ideas uh, that could help cut, cut costs and, uh, you know, and, and uh, there's no reason that uh, can't be done. Also, you know, if you hold a line of compensation for a while, that, that can also help, um, you know, uh, which I think, uh, you know, uh, Ontario has had, had to do in the past several years. And so, uh, you know, that probably that pressure is still going to be needed, uh, you know, to try to uh, at least keep costs under control for a while until you can get back to a balanced budget. And I and I don't see, you know, Ford going to a balanced budget in one year. I think it's going to take probably his term to do that. Um, and, uh, and if he does, in fact, if he does it even earlier, start creating fiscal surpluses in mm-hmm. his room for some tax cuts. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is businesses in Ontario are really struggling. And, um, you know, he, he campaigned on not raising the minimum wage any higher. So that's not going to happen. Um, he also campaigned on, on not uh, charging income tax on anyone making under about 30000 and giving tax breaks to those who are minimum wage earners. Do you think that there's a better way to go? Yes, there is. I, I, I think the best way for him is to use something that been done in the United States, been done at the federal level, and a number of provinces which have uh, wage uh, subsidies or wage tax credits uh, that uh, go for the working poor. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a Canada Benefit program that does that. There's the earned in, um, the earned tax credit in the United States that does exactly that. And uh, and so he could kind of gear it to people that are earning, at a, you know, an income level that's, you know, uh, you know somewhat less than Let's say if you take $15 per hour times a whole year, it's roughly around $30,000 if you want to go that far. You may not want to go that far because, you know, there are people that, and in fact, that's what's a good thing about, about the earned uh, income tax. There's a lot of people who uh, are earning other income. <laughs> it could be on the minimum wage, um, uh, you know, including, you know, um, you know, secondary workers in the house, you know, household or kids. 
in a household that go out and work for minimum wage. And, and, uh, and so there's no reason why we really need to have minimum wage increase for them because they could be coming from relatively affluent homes. So that's what's good about having a, an uh, earned tax credit uh, or a subsidy done through the tax system because you can look at the whole income of the family if you want to and and say that you're only going to give it to people that are really who are working for it. One of the biggest and most challenging fixes for uh, Premier Ford will be hydro. Um, and I don't, I don't know how you actually fix it without blowing billions to completely overhaul it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's going to need a lot of thought. Um, you know, and, and at, you know, certainly I, uh, you can put a stop to these contracts, given that we've been too large. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, I think that's one of the areas where a lot of work is going to have to be done mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the system including potentially, you know, we're thinking more about deregulation, which has, you know, been done, worked quite well in, in Alberta, by the way, where, right. where uh, I've seen the results. And uh, and, and so there may, you know, there's going to have probably have to be some uh, a lot of work done to try to uh, get some, uh, you know, get the get the whole hydro system working better than what it's doing now. You know, it's been a, that problem has gone back many years. Yeah. It goes right back to 1990 when, uh, you know, when there was this large debt overhang in, in Ontario Hydro and, and, and uh, you know, and, and the whole system. And, and, and then we had the debt retirement charge and all sorts of other changes that were made. And, you know, uh, but I think the biggest problem was the Liberal government, uh, this is under McGinty at that time, uh, gave out huge, sub, um, uh, very expensive contracts yeah. to uh, wind and, and solar power companies and then and then put the cost on the rate pairs. And then when... when said, okay, I'm going to try to reduce costs. All she did was really just uh, leave it to the future because she 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 reduced hydro prices for today, but then effectively borrowed the money in order to, uh, that's going to have to be recovered in a later time. So uh, the whole system is in a mess and, and does need to get cleaned up. Just before I let you go, because um, obviously we're watching, uh, you know, NAFTA and, and, and the tariffs that are now in place, um, what would you uh, advise uh, Doug Ford um, to do about Ontario? Because we're in a province that's already been decimated um, by regulation, steep hydro costs. And now this, I think, you know, auto sector, we have a huge um, area swath of the province that is dealing in auto parts, manufacturing. What would you tell him to do to deal with this? Well, I think, I think first of all, you have the U.S. tax reform. that's putting a lot of pressure on Ontario. And he's going to have to address that. And I think he's in the right direction. He wants to reduce corporate taxes. I think uh, I think he should lower the rate. I think he should also consider maybe some, uh, uh, you know, some incentives to match the temporary ones in the U.S. Uh, but uh, but I think in the end, he's going to have to work with the federal government uh, on, on it, too, because the federal government is going to have a lot of role in, in defining corporate tax policy. And the problem right now is that the federal government is not there. They don't think there's a competitiveness problem, but they're totally wrong. Yeah, and and I think that uh, Ford is going to really need to put pressure on the on the federal government to start making some changes and 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 looking to see because I can tell you right now that there are companies that are starting to move mm-hmm. uh, assets and people down to the United States, uh, or they will no longer invest in you know not invest in Canada, but choose to invest in the U.S. instead. So we do have a major problem, and I've seen some just recent work this week uh, estimating actually the loss in investment uh, in Ontario, as well as profits, as profits are shifted back down to the United States, which means less corporate tax revenue for, for Ontario. 
And then on NAFTA, he's got a huge problem. I mean, it's, but it's something that the federal government is, uh, is very aware of. And uh, if, if auto tariffs come in, that's going to be uh, a, a very difficult problem for Ontario to deal with. Uh, because it is it is the auto sector that's critical here. Yeah, and uh, and I think that um, he's got. I know outside of providing some incentives and things like that for the industry, um, and uh, he's there's not a lot that he could do to counteract. Uh, you know what's going on on internationally, and that's uh, and he has shown right now good support of the federal government uh, already on on this and saying you know we you know we've got to do it. But I think the key question is what the federal government is going to do because we know we can't have NAFTA fall apart and the federal government uh, has got to do whatever it can to try to save uh, the agreement and try to uh, move the slurch towards uh, tariffs, which could have uh, you know, a decimating impact on, on Canada. Yeah, well, yeah, tough time to be Premier. Uh, Dr. Mintz, I've got yeah. to leave you on that note. Thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure. That is uh, Dr. Jack Mintz, who you can read in the Financial Post today. Maybe they can hire him and do a new report, the Jack Mintz report, to replace the Don Drummond report. But he uh, gives a lot of good advice. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.